0: Morning. So I mentioned it earlier this morning at the breaking of bread that I got a wake-up call this morning. I set my alarm clock, as I always do, give myself a little extra time because I got to bed kind of late last night. But I picked up the phone It his brother Adol, and he said, he said, Sylvia woke up this morning, uh, well, it was in the middle of the night with a terrible pain in her neck and I won't be able to be there. So if you can give the word today. So, okay, Lord. So I got up and I prepared and thought about it and prayed about it. So may the Lord encourage us and speak to our hearts. Shall we just pray one more time? Father, we're just so thankful for this beautiful song that Jenny sang. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. We thank you that there's a lot of loves in this world. Fathers and mothers and husbands and wives and friends and brothers and sisters. But None of those loves, Lord, can compare to the love that you have for us, Lord Jesus, and how you were so willing to go to the cross and die for us, to offer us the free gift of eternal life, and all we have to do is believe in you and accept you as our Lord and Savior. And we pray that if there's anyone here today that does not know the Lord, that today will be the day they accept you as their Savior. And so pray that you'll quiet our hearts now before you, speak to us through the Holy Spirit, Lord, please hide me behind the cross that the words that are spoken will be your words and that you will uh, cause your people to be encouraged and revived and taught and built up and we just pray for your guidance and your blessing now and we ask your help in Jesus' name, amen. You know, I don't know about you, but I love every new year, starting fresh, right, We start off the new year, everybody's excited, people in the world are excited too. You notice they have on New Year's Eve the the ball, you know, and it it goes, they count it down, 10, 9, all the way down, and then boom, happy new year. Everybody's excited. And you notice, and it seems like it happens every year, that people say, oh, this last year was a bad year. It was bad, it was terrible. We're looking forward to a better year in the next year. And then when the next year comes, they look forward to a better year than the next year. Well, I have a recipe for you. I have a remedy for you. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, every year is a blessing. No matter what pain and troubles and trials we go through, we have the Lord. We have eternal life. We have a hope to look forward to, to be with the Lord forever and ever. So how can it ever be a bad year? It really can't. Bad things can happen. Adverse circumstances can happen. And we trust the Lord for those because he has a plan and he's working it in our lives. But we should never say anything is bad. He's given us this year coming up 365 days to live for him. And we sang it in that hymn this morning, day by day and with each passing moment. Time seems to be going so fast. I work with a lot of young people at work, and even the young people are saying it's going fast. So how about us older ones? It seems to be going even faster. It's like being on a treadmill that won't slow down. You know, you're on this treadmill, and you want to get off, and you're pushing the button. Stop, stop, stop. Slow me down. Let this stop here. It can't slow down. Time slows down for no one. And we're moving further and further into, t- into the future And if you don't have the Lord in your life that, time, that sand in the hourglass Is getting fewer and fewer And you don't know when the Lord is going to come You don't know when your last opportunity will be That's why you need to accept Him today As your Lord and Savior And then you have that, that peace And then you have that eternal life And you can look forward to the future with a smile And, and knowing no matter what the Lord brings It's going to be a blessing but I was thinking about it, you know, as we start off in a new year, it is fresh. It is it's something new. new. 2017 is only eight days now into the new year. But you know, when you think about it, what is the difference between December 31st of the previous year and January 1st, which is right, the next day of the new year? Now, what has really changed besides the calendar shows a new year and the calendar shows a new day of the month and a new year? Because for many of us, things don't radically, automatically change as we go into a new year. If we had health problems on December 31st of the old year, we may still have those same health problems on January 1st of the new year, right? If we had financial problems on January, uh, December 31st, we may still have those same financial problems on the 31st. If we have family issues or other issues, on the old year, going into the new year. So I was thinking about it. Lord, we're starting off a new year, and we may have some of the same things that are happening to us that were happening to us before. But the good thing is that the Lord is with us, and he's got a plan, and he's going to work it out, and he's not going to ask you and I to go, any, to go through anything more than we can bear, more than his grace can give to us. And if you turn with me this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, we're going to read verses 7 through 10, New King James Version. Here Paul went through some things where he prayed about it, that the Lord would remove this thorn in the flesh from him, and yet the Lord chose not to remove it, but he chose to give him grace instead. And Paul recognized it, and was thankful for it. So let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me, And don't we do that? We really do when we plead with the Lord. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. It goes against radically the thinking of this world. The world says, when I'm strong, I'm strong. And I want to be strong. And I want to be number one. And I want to do this. And I want to do it on my own. And I... But what he's saying here is the only way to be strong is to be weak in ourselves and strong in him. Because we do not have the power to live victorious lives in ourselves, We don't have the power to conquer the trials and the tribulations and the temptations that are around us today. It's his power by the Holy Spirit within us that helps us to do that. And so that's why Paul could rejoice. He says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And so it's something that the world just cannot understand. But you know, life that we have it today is a lot like A rose and I went to Safeway this morning and I bought this beautiful rose and this beautiful rose when you look at this rose you see beauty right it's a beautiful rose and it's starting to come out and it's starting to blossom here and when you think of roses you think of how uh, fragrant they are they're beautiful they're fragrant but there's one other thing about the rose that sometimes we typically forget and I have to be careful where I reach is the thorns Roses have thorns, they're beautiful, yes, they're fragrant, yes, but they have thorns, they can poke you, they can jab you. And so too in our lives, God has worked in us in a beautiful way, he's saved us, he's given us eternal life, he's given us the Lord Jesus Christ as our savior, our lives have become beautiful, fragrant for him, but we cannot forget that the way to get to where he wants us to get is through trials, through pain, and through suffering. Now, many of us would not choose to go that way, but that's the way that we grow, and that's the way we can become stronger Christians in our faith. And so when I went to Safeway this morning... I said I'm, I was going to buy a, a, some roses because I didn't see any separate ones and I said oh I can buy just one. So I went to the lady there at the, at the flower shop there in Safeway and I said I just need to get one rose. And she says oh would you like it wrapped? I said no I don't need to have it wrapped. I'm going to use it for my sermon illustration this morning. I said <laughs> so I told her the story. I said roses show that they're beautiful and they're fragrant, but they also have thorns. And I said, those are the difficulties and the pain that we go through in our life. I don't know if she got the message or understood it, but that's, what I, that's really what, what it amounts to in our life. God brings pain. On October 26th of 2016, Shelly, who had never had really any major illnesses in her life at all, all of a sudden was struck And it's been ongoing since then through, we all know, hospitalizations and surgeries and different things like that. We never know what's going to happen, do we, from day to day. The Bible teaches us in Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 1, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. We never know when we get up tomorrow what we're going to face. It may be painful. It may be difficult. We don't know. Monday mornings are always challenging, aren't they? But sometimes they can be even more challenging when something happens in our life that is a a turbulent situation. We never know what a day may bring forth. But we can know this, that God does. And he prepares our hearts for what is to come. And if he's going to take you through a major trial, he's going to be with you every step of the way. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's going to be by your side. He's going to be there for you, and we can thank God for that, can't we? That can make 2017 a great year just right there. Just to know that he's with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He'll be with us every day this year. And I like to think of every day of the year as like a a page in a book. What is God going to write on your page today? What is he going to write? What is he going to write tomorrow? What is he going to write the next day? We don't know. We don't know what's going to come, but it's going to be a blessing. And we should stay close to the Lord, trust in him. And when he allows things to go into difficult directions in our lives, we should thank him and praise him and say, Lord, thank you for allowing it. I got pricked by the thorn, Lord. It hurt a little bit. I had a little bit of blood. I had a little bit of pain. But thank God you're with me, Lord. And through that, he strengthens our faith. He challenges our faith. He builds it up. And that's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to how the Lord is going to work in Shelley's life because he's using it in her life in a major way. It is a blessing when we go through these things. That's why it says in James chapter 1, verses 2 and 4, it talks about the trials that God allows in our lives. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that But knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You know, God wants to make us perfect. He's made us perfect in Christ because He has forgiven us of our sins, and He looks at us, and He sees us through Christ as perfect. But He wants to mature us. The word perfect is also another word for mature, complete. He wants us to grow so that he can, as Paul said, present you as complete in Christ. And so that is the goal of every believer, for every believer, is that we would become like Christ. And that's a process. And it's a hard process sometimes. And we have to go through it. And many times we say, Lord, could we just not have any trials today? I I I can't handle it today, Lord. Just make the day smooth. Make it easy. We don't need smooth and easy, do we? We really don't. Sometimes he does, though. He gives us times of rest and refreshment and peace, and sometimes there are smooth and easy times. But we don't grow as much that way. He knows we need the trials. He knows we need the difficulties. And though it's hard, and he doesn't like to see us suffer, he doesn't want to see us suffer, but he wants us to learn through it, to depend on him fully and completely. Shauna was the one that put me on to this devotional, and I really read uh, read it every day. It's by Sarah Young, and it's entitled, Jesus Calling. And I don't know if you've read it, but it really is a blessing. And this morning's reading goes right into what we're talking about. Here she writes, she said, softly, and this is, she always puts it in the words like Jesus is speaking right to us, softly I announce my presence. Shimmering hues of radiance tap gently at your, count, at your consciousness, seeking entrance. Though I have all power in heaven and earth, I am infinitely tender with you. The weaker you are, the more gently I approach you. Let your weakness be a door to my presence. Whenever you feel inadequate, remember that I am your ever-present help. Hope in me and you will be protected from depression Self and self-pity. Hope is like a golden cord connecting you to heaven. The more you cling to this cord, the more the weight of your, that I bear the weight of your burdens. Thus you are lightened. Heaviness is not of my kingdom. Cling to hope, and my rays of light will reach you through the darkness. Isn't that a blessing? She really is a good writer. And I enjoy it very much. You know, God wants us to realize our inadequacies, our weaknesses, our frailty, only from the standpoint of this, that we depend on him fully. Because if we start thinking, I'm pretty good, I did this, and I did that, and I accomplished this, and I got this promotion, and I got this A on my test, and I did this, I, 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 look out, we're going to have a fall. Because the Bible says pride comes before a fall. And we have to remember that whatever God allows us to succeed in or be victorious in, we have to thank Him for that. It's His doing. It's His help. It's His power. It's His resources that He gives us. We can't take any credit for it. And so we always need to reflect the attention off of ourselves and onto Him. Just like when the sun shines... And it shines on the moon. The moon is a dark planet by itself. But when the sun shines on it, it's bright in the evening and we have that beautiful light. And we're like that too. We have no light in ourselves whatsoever. But when he shines on us, and as the scripture says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. We can be a blessing to others. Because people watch us. They know we go through some hard times in life. I mean, people were watching Mike and Ginny when Jessica went through that situation. And they're watching Adel and Sylvia and what they're going through. And people watch us at work and everything. They want to see, okay, you say you're a Christian. Look what's happened to you now. You had a catastrophe in your life. You had something what we consider terrible happen in your life. How are you going to handle it? Are you going to fall apart like all of us do? You know, I'm talking like the worldly people are thinking. Are you going to fall apart like us? Or is God going to make a difference somehow in your life? And when they see that God does make the difference in our lives, it makes a huge impact. It really does make an impact on them because they see that Jesus is the reason for this season. He's the reason that we have the lives that we do. And we're so thankful for that. And that's why when Paul prayed three times that the Lord would remove this thorn in his flesh, the answer came back, my grace is sufficient for you. Did you ever think about that, that God's grace is sufficient for you? It doesn't say God's grace is sufficient for us, though that's true. But it's sufficient for me. It's sufficient for you. God has a portion of grace that is sufficient for you, and he's got it ready. So at 12.01 a.m. tomorrow morning, grace is going to arrive at your house, and it's going to come in a nice big package, and it's going to be sufficient for tomorrow. But it's only good for tomorrow. It's going to come the next day on Tuesday morning. Another package of grace from heaven is going to arrive at your house. Enough grace for, for that day. He never says, I'm going to give you grace for a week from now, or a month from now, or a year from now, but I'm going to send you enough grace for tomorrow, just enough to trust me, to walk by faith, as it says in Psalm 119, 105, for we walk by, f- where it says we, we have his word, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, one step at a time. I'm going to shine that light just ahead of you a little bit so you can walk one day at a time. I'm going to give you grace just enough for tomorrow. And that's enough for me. That's enough for all of us. It it should be because God is so good and he's with us and he wants us to know that he's got that package of grace coming. And you know, God's, when he delivers his packages from heaven, he doesn't send it by drone or by sled or by Federal Express or UPS or DHL or any of these, even Amazon, right? God sends his grace to us, right to our hearts, right to our lives, and it's perfect for us. No returns needed. You don't need to have a return label to send that grace back and say, well, Lord, it didn't work today. That grace was not enough. It ran out by 4 o'clock in the afternoon or by midnight. No, his grace is sufficient. Like in the Old Testament when they used to have the manna, the manna was sent on a daily basis and they went in and out and gathered the manna, enough for that day, one day at a time. And then it says, instead of going out on the Sabbath to gather it, no, no, you don't do that. God's going to send you enough of that manna on Friday to carry you through for Friday and Saturday. And, when, and those people that didn't listen to God, they went out and tried to get it on Saturday and it, it bred worms, it didn't work. So God gives the grace one day at a time, just like he gave the manna to them one day at a time. And God's grace is sufficient. And Paul found that to be the case. And that's why he could say in this passage, Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He realized that that power, that God's power was better than anything he could have in his own self. And then he could go on to say, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's beautiful. It's so encouraging to start off the new year thinking like this, that the Lord's going to be with us no matter what we go through. His grace is going to be sufficient no matter what. There's a hymn that says it too. And it says, and his grace is sufficient for me. And his life is more abundant and free. And just to know that his grace is sufficient for me. You know, no no Christian can ever say, God let me down. He didn't provide for me. He didn't supply for me. He always does. He may not give us what we want, but he always gives us what we need. Doesn't he? He always does. And then when we thank him for it, he's blessed by it. He's encouraged and we should always be thankful. We shouldn't be looking around at our neighbors or our co-workers or our friends and seeing the blessings that they have and say, why can't I be blessed like them? Why can't I have that big a house or that kind of car or that job or that particular position? Why, Lord? Why? Why? Because God has given me whatever He wants me to have. He's not going to give me what He wants somebody else to have. He he wants to give me this. And that's why His grace is sufficient for me, for you. Perfect, sufficient. And that is a blessing for us in our lives. And we're thankful because as we grow more in the Lord, we appreciate Him more, don't we? We really do. Because God knows what He's doing and oftentimes we look back in the, in the sand, as it were, and we see how far we've come. And we've seen those places in our lives that the Lord has carried us, like in that Footprints poem. I have it up in my house. I love it so much. And I read it from time to time because it's so true. And that man that said, Lord, I looked back on my life, and I saw in the footprints, there were two foot, sets of footprints all along, but then right in this one spot, there was only one set of footprints, Lord, and I don't know why. Why would you have left me? That was the time in my life when I was really hurting. I was down. I, I had losses. I had rough times. It was so hard. And then it says, the Lord says, My child, I would never leave you. That was the time when you were going through those hardest, roughest times. That's when I picked you up in my arms and I carried you. And that's what he's doing in our lives today. Whether it's in Shelley's or whoever it is, He's taking us up in his arms, in his bosom. And he says, I love you, Cindy. I love you, Kalina. I love you, Jessica. I love you, Milton. And he carries us. And that's the beautiful thing about the Christian life. It's all about God's grace and what he has for us in store and what he's going to do in our lives. So I'm thankful for that. And we can all be thankful that God's grace is sufficient. It doesn't just barely meet it either. You know, sometimes in life you say, well, we got the first down in football, right? By by just inches. They say the game is a game of inches and sometimes they get the first down by just one little inch. But when God gives, He doesn't give just barely enough. He gives an overflow of abundance. So when that package arrives at your house, with God's grace, believe me, it's going to be big enough. It's going to be enough to carry us through. But as we go through in life, sometimes we do think that our situations are worse than other people's situations, and we start thinking that woe is me. And we have a pity party, don't we, sometimes? We think, why did I have to go through this? But if you look over at, 1 Corinthians, at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verses 16 to 18, we have the perspective that we should have this year and the perspective that we should have every day of every year that God is good, and that He has the best for us. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 16 to 18 says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. There's that day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What a perspective. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. And he talks about the light affliction. The light affliction. Now you say, Lord, how is my affliction light? Could you please tell me? I went through this, and I went through that, and I went through the other thing, and it was anything but light. It was heavy, Lord. The Lord is not going to say, Cameron, I'm not saying it's not heavy, but what I'm saying is compared to the eternal weight of glory that you're going to have in heaven, it's very light. It's light affliction. It may not seem light right now, but the revealing of the sons of God is going to show us in the future that glory that we're going to have with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're going to look back on that trial that we had, that difficulty, that problem, and we say, Lord, it was light. It was light in comparison to the glory that I have with the Lord. It's, it's a light affliction. And then he says that our, that our troubles and trials that we have are temporary. They're just here, they come to pass. They don't come to stay, they come to pass. And God gives us grace and he says that it's temporary, but our eternal blessings are forever. And that's the thing. And we shouldn't look at the things which are seen. It's so easy for us to look at the things that are seen. We see them, we touch them, we taste them, they're there. The problems, they, they seem like mountains, they're right in front of our eyes. And the Lord says... These things are earthly things. They're things that are visible with your eyes. But I have something for you that is invisible, which is for eternity. And that really should encourage us because we know that these things are going to last forever. And the things that last forever are our relationship with the Lord and the things that He has given us and the investment that we make in His Word every day is such a blessing and the investment that we make with him every day in prayer and the investment that we make in sharing Christ with others these are investments for eternity that will never pass away we're gonna leave everything that we have in this world behind us when we leave it says, that's what Job says, is naked I came into this world and naked I shall return and that's true of every human being they once asked a very rich man they ask about him, I think it was Rockefeller or something, they ask him, how much did he leave behind? You know, they asked the attorney, you know, the estate and the attorney and everything, how much did he leave behind? And the attorney answered, everything. He left it all behind. And when we come into this world, we're not going to be able to take it with us. And so what's really important is the eternal things that we are building now. Because as it says in Scripture, we're building those things for eternity. And our treasure should be in heaven, not on this earth. So may the Lord encourage our hearts today to be joyful and thankful that His grace is sufficient for us. And so back to our our rose here. Beautiful, fragrant, but it has the prickly thorns in it. Every rose has it. Can you imagine... I'm in the customer service business and sometimes you can never please people, right? I talk to people on the phone, but sometimes they come into stores and businesses and everything like that. Well, can you imagine if we went back to the store and I went back to Safeway today and I'd say, I want to return this rose. I'm not satisfied with this rose. And Safeway has a policy, right, Bill? They have a policy. If you're not satisfied with it, you bring it back. So I'm bringing it back. Well, what's the problem, sir? Well, the problem is it's a beautiful rose, yes. There's nothing wrong with it, and it does—you know—it doesn't smell as fragrant as the ones from the garden. But that's not really the issue either. I, I'm disappointed with the ro- with the thorns in the. Ro- I got pricked by it. I, I want to return it. I want my money back. I, I'm not happy with this rose. Well, sir, and this is the clerk now, sir, I'm so sorry. You, you have to apologize. I'm so sorry you had this problem, sir. But the thing of it is, uh, all the roses have, have thorns. And so if I was to exchange it for another rose, you're going to have the, the thorn problem again. It's going to be the same way. It'll be beautiful and fragrant, like you said, but it'll have the thorns. Now, if you want a carnation, I can give you a carnation. If you want a daffodil, I can give you a daffodil. There's no thorns. If you want a daisy, I can give you a daisy. There's no, no, no thorns there. But if you want a rose, if you want the beauty of this rose to give to your sweetheart or whoever, right? If you want that, you have to accept the thorn with it. And the same thing is with the Lord. The Lord can say, if you want no trials, and you want me to give you no hardships, you're not going to like it. It's not going to be good for you. You're, you're going to start relying on yourself you're going to think you made it, and you're going to go down for the count. We need the thorns, And God knows what kind of thorns to give us, what kind of trials to give us. And in the midst of it, the beauty is there, the fragrance of Christ is there. But let's remember, God has a purpose for everything He has done in our lives, and He has a purpose for everything He will do in our lives. Starting tomorrow morning, be looking for that grace to arrive at your house. It's not going to come in the physical package, so don't go to this door and expect to receive a package, but it's going to be there nonetheless, and it's going to be sufficient for you. It's going to be sufficient for your day, no matter what you go through. And don't leave the house before thanking Him for the grace He's given you, putting on the whole armor of God, preparing your heart in the Word of God and in prayer, and then go out and see how God's sufficient grace will get you through it. And He will do great things in your life and in my life. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we're so thankful today, and we pray that You will give us this sufficient grace each day of this year. Lord, help us to not have any pity parties or feel sorry for ourselves when things go into a difficult direction or hard things happen, difficult problems. Lord, help us to trust you and thank you and know that you have a plan. And we thank you that your plan is always good, Lord. It's not, you don't give us plans to harm us or to uh, put us down, Lord. You give us plans that are going to give us a future and a hope. And we're so thankful for our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us on the cross to give us eternal life. We pray if there's anyone here this morning that has not received the Lord Jesus as Savior, May today be the day that they accept you, Lord, into their lives. We pray that they would begin to see the beauty and the fragrance that they have in Jesus Christ and that they will realize that there will be thorns, Lord. There will be hard times. There will be difficulties. And we need them, Lord. And we pray you'll be right with us and we know you've promised to never leave us nor forsake us. Please help us in a major way, Lord, through everything we go through. And we want to thank you in advance. And we want to thank you for these words that you spoke to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is perfected in your weakness. And so we thank you and praise you. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, amen.